Welcome to the Offsides Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Murtaugh. And I'm Matt Melia. And this is the show where we talk about New England sports. Yeah, more specifically, the New England Patriots. Yeah, and that's it, actually, as far as Boston sports go. Pretty much just talk about the Pats. But uh, regardless, as we say in Boston, here in New England, uh, we're going to try and stay in bounds for you. That's right. Uh, On the show today, we have a lot of good stuff, uh, you know, talking about uh, you know, who we are, talking about what our roots are connected to the, the New England community, you know, Boston specifically. Um, we're going to get into the top five Patriots of all time, in our opinion, probably going to be in this, you know, recent generation, um, you know, looking at the past 18 years, I think probably some of the best Patriots have been in these past, you know, almost double decades that we've been seeing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Kind of like Bush 2 era. Yeah. Till now. Bush 2 till, you know, about Trump. And we don't, you know, we don't make this political because it's not. I'm a Clinton baby myself. Right. So am I. And so it's, you know, we really want to talk about, um, you know, we're doing that for timeline purposes. That's really about it. Yeah. We're going to give you a timeline. Um, Oh, also, um, we're going to cap up the show. With a, a little segment we cleverly named called a Two Cent Conversion. That's right, Two Cent Conversion, where we'll uh, give you a little two cents about what we're thinking about regarding the Patriots and, uh, you know, big keys to the game. Right, right. I'll drop a Lincoln, Matt will drop a Lincoln, and we'll give you our two cents. That's right. Swipe up for more. Swipe up. Yeah, so uh, let's get into who we are. So my name is Casey Grace Murtaugh. That's my stage name, if you will. Um, I am a graduate of Boston College. Count how many times I say that in this podcast. Hopefully that's the only one. Graduated in May, trying to figure out my life. Um, I do a little bit of sports writing here and there for Dirty Water Teen. About to be doing a live show at the greatest bar in Boston for Dirty Water Media. Um, I'm an actress too. Matt and I have a little production company, 17 Grace Films. And uh, I'm from Boston. I pretty much love Boston as much as the next guy. how can I really describe the depth at which I love Boston? I guess I could say Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady probably as much as my dad. Would you agree with that? Yeah, maybe more. But uh, they're definitely at least tied. They're at least tied, yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm Matt Melia. I'm, you know, you asked me where I'm from. I'm going to let you know West Roxbury originally, and then I moved <laughs> to the suburbs um, <laughs> because, you know, I, you know, Needham doesn't deserve the credit of you know being my hometown because it's not it's not anyways um so yeah i love boston you know i'm maybe i'll leave but it's you know for a vacation it's not home base for, this, right, is, a this home is home base. base um so i i did not go to boston college and i'm i'm not an actress but um <laughs> you know maybe time will tell i could i could switch you know switch it around and switch it up and you know see what happens but uh I work in film as well uh, in the location. He's a big shot, guys. No, I'm really not. But in the locations world where we uh, we try and scout locations for movies and TV shows. And um, yeah, it sounds really cool. And it is cool. But there's a lot of times where you're picking up trash and you're, you know, sweeping up dirt. And, uh, you know, that's what it's about. I call it. It's like sales and maintenance and logistics. Yeah. And, uh, it's, and uh, it's, it's pretty fun. So. Um, that, that's what I do. And, uh, you know, hopefully this podcast takes off and, uh, you know, we're rolling in the dough and we can, we can hang out with Tom Brady pretty soon at his, his mansion in Brookline. Cause that's really the that's goal the of everything goal. I said doing. that yesterday too. Yeah. I said, my ultimate goal is to, you know, kind of 
be able to call on Tom Brady yeah. as a friend. Right. I mean, or even a father Gron- figure. Gronk hasn't even been to the mansion, I don't think. I don't even think so. Yeah. You know, um, anyway, so, so locations can get a little testy, right? There's sometimes yeah. where you get into arguments with people. Sure. And you have to be able to deescalate a situation or you have to be able to fix a problem before it happens. You right. have to anticipate um, and kind of look at the big picture right. of, uh, you know, how we're going to deal with something if, if a neighbor gets upset that we're, you know, out there shooting in, in Southie at, at two o'clock in the morning. How are we going to deal with this and, and talk to this person before they call the city and start complaining? Because, you know, yeah, we have permits and we, we are allowed to be there through the city, but um, people getting pissed off, you know, it, you know, it's basically like, hey, listen, we're going to be filming here. How can we make this work for you? Well, I don't and know. We hope I, that's all right. You know, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm trying to go to bed, and you know, you guys are filming. There's screaming outside. That Frankie Shaw is out there right. playing basketball at two in the morning. Right. I understand. I don't know what. I, I'm very upset. Right. And I understand your concerns, and and we're gonna take care of it all. Um, did you see the Patriots game the other I day? I did. You know, I did see the Patriots game. Yeah. All go right. Pats. Anyway, go Pats. All right. Thanks. Yeah. You, know, you know, and that's kind of what we call in Boston a cordial ending. That's how we. That's how we end most arguments. Is right. if you bring up the Patriots game to anyone, you know, I'm talking to a cop, I'm talking to a DPW guy, I'm talking Especially to anyone, those guys. and it might be a little awkward and you don't know what to say. Right. Bring up the Patriots. Just oh, you catch the game this weekend? Right. That's Man. it. And even if you don't get that far, if you kind of just, you're in a heated argument and right, right before you exit, you just toss in a go right, Pats. Go Pats. Yeah. Right, yeah, go Pats. It's going to make everything better. It's going to make everything better. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things to be said about how the Patriots bring people together in New England. You know, we're here again. Uh, well, we're not. We're, we're here in Boston, but, w- you know, we're here again in another Super Bowl. Well, yeah, uh, we are. Once again, it feels like it's just a normal thing. Um, you know, I don't want to talk or I don't want to think about the days where that's not normal. All right. Well, um, here at the Offsides Podcast, we really don't like to get into... Anything regarding anything negative, anything yeah. negative about the Patriots, I right. we don't we don't really want to do that. This isn't what we're here for. Right, boy, um, is my two cents gonna ruffle some feathers? You know, you're not. Uh, this podcast isn't actually being filmed, but for those of you who are, you know, just listening in, which is everybody, we have a little board here with our notes, and it says, "Don't swear." That's number one. Yep. Trying to get that audible money. Audible.com, not a sponsor yet, right. but we can read copy really good. Check us out. Mm-hmm. And really two, well. it says no retirement. And you know what that means? We don't talk about the in retirement yeah, of Tom Brady. That's right. Good, good self-censor. I like right. that. He's going to be 70 years old yep. playing just like Adam Vinatieri. That's right. And, and uh, uh, then he'll do a presidential bid. Yeah. And uh, Marty Walsh will probably be his running mate, his VP, because he's... He's got the backing of this whole community. Absolutely. I not Charlie guy. Baker. Nope. Absolutely not. No one likes Charlie Baker. Don't even let him talk at the, uh, the Super parade. Super Bowl parade. Yeah. Remember no. that? Boom. Actually, yeah. boom. Again. Yeah. If boom. we win again, boom. boom. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. First on our plate today is we're going to talk about, you know, some Super Bowl headlines. And I use the word Super Bowl kind of loosely because we're just right. kind of going around the rumor mill. Of what's yeah. happening. I mean, it's Tuesday. You guys will get this on Wednesday. So it's early in the week of, of all the Super Bowl, all the media stuff. But, you know, in these past couple of weeks, we have had plenty to talk about. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you guys have seen all you know, on ESPN and NFL Network, all the stuff they've been talking about. It's like getting old to this point of Tom's hand and Gronk's head and, you know, Tom's documentary and, 
and all this stuff and will he play Josh or McDaniels, Matty yeah, P. Yeah, it's all, you know. It's we, all speculation. It's all speculation and it's all stuff to just, it's filler. In, right. For these in-between weeks of, bef- you know, between games. And uh, we're going to break down every one of them quickly because they've been talked about so much uh, to you're, the point of just, of it. it's been done too much. I know, I'm sick of writing about it. Um, by the way, just a quick plug, if you're interested in... Uh, reading some of our articles. Sometimes Matt comes in and we do a collab. You can check out, uh, follow Dirty Water Media and Dirty Water Teen on Instagram. My articles are usually plugged there. You can follow me on Instagram, Case Grace, with an extra E at the end. And um, you can follow Matt at... uh, You can follow Matt at at Matt BuzzFeed. Three T's in there. Three T's. Three T's, at Matt BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Um, I don't write for BuzzFeed, but... uh, I'm getting good with these lists, I'll tell you. Yeah, he's a good they, list guy. They it, Basically, all you need to work at BuzzFeed is just you basically sh- put some pictures up on a piece of paper and then put like a sentence or two underneath, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing that okay. So I right. figured they'll probably be calling soon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Just uh, to clarify, Matt does not, nor has he ever been at BuzzFeed. No, but I'm not sponsored by BuzzFeed. He has been. Uh, at the podcast garage in Austin. I've been at the podcast garage right. in Austin. And we're sitting here at the podcast garage in Austin, and we're going to be giving you some of the Patriots headlines. That's Thanks right. to Podcast Garage for having us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, allowing us to pay for this accepting studio. Accepting our money and <laughs> letting us be here. Yeah, but no, um, it's a great space. No, but seriously, don't follow me on Twitter because I, I deleted it from my phone to, to make space. So I check it every once in a while, but it's kind of a dying uh yeah, I don't Anyways. even have a Twitter. Um, Instagram, if you want to follow it, Amelia, M-M-E-L-I-A 37. Uh, I just posted a picture up there. First time in a couple months, really, that I've posted a picture. Um, then otherwise, you Vine know, 2 is coming out. Vine 2 might be a thing. I hope, you know, six seconds, it's tough. Maybe th- maybe it'll be more. Who knows? Uh, I was never successful on the app. I know a couple kids who were. Um, shout out to that kid TJ from Bridgewater State. Uh, he he did He's well. A great kid. He did well. We saw him and in Marshfield this summer. Got Marshfield. to meet him, like yeah. meeting a celebrity. Yeah, it's oh you're that Vine kid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All his friends, they knew it. They knew he was going to be big one day, getting recognized at a bar in Marshfield. Right. Um, yeah. You know, Speaking Steve Carell's from Marshfield. Spe- I was just going to mention. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Carell. Shout out to Steve Carell. And um, and basically, you know, once this podcast gets going. And one of those things, you know, post football season, we'll be doing tons of lists. Best celebrities tons from Boston, you know, best meatballs you can get in Boston, whatever it best. is. Right. You know, Katie Nolan just did that. Shout out to Katie Nolan, by Shout the way. Out. She's a she's a big inspiration to me. Class she's, act. She's a class act. She has a new podcast, Sports with a question mark with Katie Nolan. Um, it's an ESPN podcast and it's incredible. They just did the they kind of did a bracket, if you will, um, where they, you know, instead of picking you know what what was in favor they eliminated some of their least favorite super bowl halftime shows and ended with their most favorite super bowl halftime show not going to spoil it but check out katie nolan's podcast um it's a great show great read if you will yeah um also let's uh let's speaking of great reads and great watches that wasn't a great uh segue but we're greasing the wheels here guys tom versus time Let's talk about that. Tom versus time on Facebook watch. Facebook watch. Um, you know, my dad said, I, I think you need a watch to watch that. Yeah. And I was don't. like, no, he's a tech no. savvy guy too. I don't yeah. Know. Um, anyway, Tom versus time. I did a, I did a little piece on Tom versus time, but my big takeaway is I think God help us. And I truly mean God. Like I am petitioning the saints 
especially Mother Teresa. Mm. Shout out Mother Teresa. Shout out one of the wonderful, best. Wonderful, one, probably the best. Probably the best, yeah. So it goes Mother Teresa, Tom Brady in mm-hmm. my book, then Robert and Jonathan Kraft in that right. order, then right. Bill Belichick. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, Giselle, because she's the backbone of this team, as we learned in Tom versus Time. You know, um, I think basically back to what I was saying, I think the most important takeaway is that Tom's going to be playing for a long time. Yeah, Uh, I I can agree with that because I think that this whole documentary is, you know, really showcasing that showing behind the scenes of of someone who has always been kind of shutting out the outside world. And, uh, you know, some people think it's, oh, this is all just, you know, for his, for his brand, for his TB12. It's a big, it's basically a big advertisement. I don't know about that. I mean, I can see where you can think about that, but okay. Here's one thing. I don't know if this should have come out before the Super Bowl for Pats, for Pats fans. It's great because it gets you hyped up. It's awesome to see, you know, behind the scenes of Brady's life. And it's amazing. But to have it before the Super Bowl, that is ballsy. That is, you know, stepping out there and saying, hey, I'm the greatest. I'm going to keep playing. It, it basically puts more pressure on Tom Brady. Right. But and it's I, like if we don't win the Super Bowl, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Don't you know, even say that. No, I know. But then it makes makes him kind of look foolish. No, I, I think... I think, know, I think it's a ballsy move. I think it's a ballsy move. But I will say, if you use the word foolish and Tom Brady one more time in a sentence, I will pour my hot coffee into my own eyeballs. Okay. I just want you to know that. Self-inflicted pain. Oh, you've already hurt me. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so Tom Burst time was great. I think that, just to play devil's advocate here, I think that it was great that it came out. I see your point, but I do see the merit in you know, premiering this before the Super Bowl because, you know, true Patriots fans, we've been watching Super Bowl 51, L.I., as we like to call it, pretty much daily. At least I have. Yeah, every day you're having a rough day. You can you can basically you rewind can the tape on. and you can say, oh, I'm just having a crappy day. Bill at the office said I got to work Saturday now. Right. Ugh, I've, yeah. I'm fine. Well, you know what? You know who had a bad day and then a great day? The New England Patriots when they were down. 25 to 3. Yeah, and you know, you really three, you really see deficit. right 25 point. You really see the warrior spirit. Um, mm. you know, he doesn't want to let people down. What a phrase, warrior right. spirit. Right. And um, he, he made it he made it clear that he didn't want to let people down. And that was yeah. in the back of his head. And you know, my takeaway from this whole thing is and they re- they really went through it. It was extremely dramatic. It was the best mini documentary I've seen on that Super Bowl and there's been quite a few. Um, the way it went through it, and it was pretty synchronized. It was, you know, it was succinct, and um, it went through it play by play pretty quickly. It started off when, um, you know, White got the touchdown that put us on the board. Um, he talked about the background between that play, uh, background of that play, rather, what Brady was thinking. He was like, you know, either way, if we lose this game, this is going to be a divisive play. Right. Um, you know, then he went into um, – the mental toughness that was behind Dola's touchdown that brought, you know, SB 51 to an eight-point game. And that was really important because, you know, despite the time running down on the clock, that warrior spirit and mental toughness that Brady kind of gives to the team is infiltrates every single player. And I would say, if I were to wrap up my thoughts on Tom Burst time, if you will, um, the common man may believe that if something hasn't been done before, it's near impossible to achieve. 
you know, for instance, tying up a 28 to three game, resulting in the first ever overtime in Super Bowl history. But Tom Brady, my friends, is no common man. And he really does defy the odds of father time. And he shows us every single day that 40 is in fact the new 30 as right. it said in the show. And I, I would argue to say 40 is the new 25. All right. Well, to quote your article, um, you know, you basically said in, in the battle of Tom versus time, you're picking Tom. Um, and I agree with you. I, I would say, you know, if he's saying 45, I, how can you bet against him? Because this guy time and time again has been the greatest quarterback, the, the biggest clutch. One of the greatest men. One of the greatest men of all time. You want to, you want to put him up against the list of our founding fathers? I'd probably put him on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I, I would. I would too. Yeah. Get that other guy off there that no one knows who it is. It's like I don't even. I can't even name. It's George. Tom. It's you know George Washington. It's, it's Adam. It's Bill. Thomas Jefferson or whatever. It's Frank. Get take Car one of guy. them off. Take him yeah. off. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do we think about Tom's hand? I think it's a. As, as, I um, think he's fine. I think it's he, fine. He let up the Jags, you know, in the second half um, of last week's AFC Championship game. I'm not worried about his hand at all. I think the glove gate, the whole him wearing See, so gloves. I'd like to touch on that point, glove gate. Yeah. I used in my article, I used the words glove gate because I feel like it's all about the gloves as opposed to the thumb. Everybody was saying thumb gate. I think it's right. about the gloves because more no, than anything... Yeah, they, you know, the Patriots use what they can to their advantage. They're spin masters, spin master flaxes. Right, and I think what he's doing is he's just saying, well, eh, I'm going to give him some more stuff to talk about and, you know, banter back and forth of, oh, is his hand going to be okay? Is he going to play? Why is he wearing two gloves at the right. at the opening night of the Was Super Bowl? Was it like Bowl? Dickie Roberts, former child star? Yeah, the gloves. what a great movie. If shout out to David Spade. Shout out to David Spade. I was just going to say. I worked, I worked on a movie with him this past summer. Uh, it's an untitled Netflix movie because <laughs> the the original name was just really bad. What was um, it called? My Three Dads or no, something? No, it was like, originally it was like my dad or like my, and then it was like <laughs> my dad can beat your dad. And then it was like, like your dad you isn't think, Tom Brady. No, it was like, who do you think would win? And then oh, they yeah, basically just were like, you know what? We're just gonna, we're just gonna call it untitled Netflix movie with David Spade in it. But David Spade's a nice guy. He, uh. You know, I gave him a space heater. He, you know, he was in he was in his green room and he was a little cold. And I, I went in there and I plugged in a space heater for him and I said hello to him. I met him and, uh, you know, we had a quick chat and he's a nice guy. But um, he he definitely, you know, has that um, that look of what was that movie he was in um, with the with the mullet. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. I was blanking so hard. One of the best films of all time. I'm gonna get so time. many Twitter comments about people saying, "Oh, you don't know Joe Dirt." Joe. You're Dirt. gonna get so many Vine I comments. I didn't even give out my Twitter. I'm gonna get so many Twitter comments saying, right. "Oh my God, how could you not?" Whatever. Whatever. Anyways, so you know, moral of the Man, story is he's a good heaven. guy. He's a good guy. Kind of plays the same character in in this movie just without a but his without an accent but of comedy yeah is incredible oh he's a he's a funny mother pooper you know what <laughs> i mean he really is yeah but um you know put david spade up against tom brady it's going to be tom every time right every time now uh quickly because we're uh we got a couple more things to run into before we get to the main event the top sure. five pats of all time let's uh let's talk about the whole eei deal with brady Ooh, this was big so uh, was this yesterday? Uh, I believe, I believe it was so. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday morning. morning, 
So Monday yes, morning, Monday mornings, uh, I think at around 9 a.m. or so. For years. For years. Tom Brady calls into uh, the local Boston radio station, WEEI, um, and he has a little conversation on the Kirk and Callahan show. Right. Uh, basically, they, they talk to Tom every Monday for, you know, 10 minutes or so, maybe right. more, maybe Which less, Tom whatever. doesn't do. Tom doesn't do. Right. Tom basically talks to EEI and Zolak, and that's right. basically it. And so, and Zolak is, you know, obviously on, on the uh, sports hub, Scott Zolak, the sports hub. Old, um, he's old, an incredible guy, old, old Patriots, uh, quarterback. Um, and so on WEI, I believe it was an intern or something. I think or, it was Al. His name was or, Alex Reamer. I'm not sure if yeah, I'm pronouncing yeah, that correctly. Reamer, whatever. Or Reamer, Reamer. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter because he's irrelevant now. His name has been, um, you know basically thrown in the dirt he can you know he's never working in boston, boston again yeah you can try working for the jets buddy you're done right. so basically he comes out there they're talking about um you know the tom versus time series and how in the first episode or whatever you know the documentary opens up with with tom's daughter saying dad dad i got soccer practice right. whatever we I'm gotta have go. a sleepover and by the way she's being very cute yeah and um alex's or whatever his name is his whole his whole Thing point. Was she's being annoying. He's being annoying. His whole point really was that he thought this first scene was contrived, and this right. first scene was, right. you know. Now, whether you think it's contrived or not, or whether you think the kid's annoying or not, you don't need to to really say that or talk about that because, I mean, it's it's she's one the thing. Kid. Yeah, it's and one she's thing. adorable. By the, the way, the kid is the kid is out of it. You don't need to put the kid into it. Um, one because yes, I know her dad is the greatest quarterback of all time. Greatest man of all time. The most famous, you know, best ever, whatever. His legacy is huge. And, uh, you know, his family, obviously, he's married to one of the most famous supermodels of all time. Right. But you don't need to bring the kids into it. There's really no reason for that. And I think it's just a pointless comment of, yeah, well, I thought the kid was kind of annoying in the beginning. Who who cares? It takes up five seconds of the documentary. And then you focus on the real stuff at hand where we're looking at Tom practicing and training and doing his regiment and whether you think it's contrived or not whether you think the whole documentary is which some people do whether you think that's the case this is a small portion in the beginning that has it, it, nothing, you know, to it. And has tom, nothing to do with it and tom and tom um had a very professional response i know if it was my kid i'm not a parent i'm never probably will never will be a parent in the near future probably ever um but basically uh, Tom basically said very professionally, listen, guys, I've given you a lot of respect over the years coming in here and talking with you, and I'm going to have to reevaluate whether or not I'm going to be on here again. And right. that's fair. And I personally think if I was Tom, you know, you got Scott Zolak on the plane with you. He's over at Media Row. Or Tom loves Radio talking Row. So. Tom loves talking to Zoe, and so does Belichick. He's called yep. the Belichick Whisper on, you know, that guy on NFL Network with the big ears. I'm not good with names. Might be Adam, but he's got. It might huge be Adam. Ears. Might be Michael. I, he's a good guy. He seems. He yeah. was talking with Zoe earlier in the day. Zoe did a great job on NFL Network, kind of deflecting stuff in the Patriots way, deflecting you know Gronk's injury, deflecting to Matty P, Josh McDaniels, rumors of them leaving. Tom's gloves. He took one. He took a page out of the Patriots playbook, and he always does. He's very sure on his facts. He's very respectful of Tom Brady, and I think they have developed a pretty good relationship over the years. So my, you know, before we get into two cents, kind of a pre-two cent, my one cent would be I think Tom should go over with Zoe, and Zoe should kind of absorb that Monday Monday morning spot. Well, it uh, might happen because Tom might not want to work with WEI again. Um, This guy just torpedoed his career, and that's all. 
That's all. Moving on quickly to Gronk's head. He's a smart guy. We know. Yeah, yeah he's probably, he's a scholar, really. He's top five smartest guys I've ever known yep. in my life. Um, so everybody's talking about Gronk's head. Listen, we're not going to know. The Patriots won't even know whether or not he's eligible to play if he passes uh, concussion protocol until Friday or Saturday. Right. That's it. So all this is speculation. Gronk did um, post an Instagram where he was like, ooh, it's chilly in his hotel room or something like that. That's really all we've heard from so Gronk. So we know his brain is working to the capacity that it normally runs at. At least. At least. We know that. You know, but they were talking today that um, Gronk, without Gronk, Brady's passer rating is pretty average for the league. Right. Um, but if you take away most people's star tight ends, star running backs, star wide receivers, most quarterbacks, you know, star players, their passer rating will probably be way less than average. Sure. Right? That's, that's, that's fair know, to say. Two plus two equals four. And I bet uh, Gronk will, will pass with flying colors as, you know, he's already very well, intelligent. Well, here's the deal. It was, you know, it was a nasty hit. But I think he, his skull is so thick yeah, and his brain is probably pretty small in comparison to the size of his head. Was it a T-Rex that has the brain size of a walnut? Probably. I forget what yeah. dinosaur it was. It could be similar to that. If we had an intern, I'd have them look it up, but, but we don't. Not yet. But, uh, you know, I think Gronk, he got hit hard. You know, his brain might be small. He's got a thick skull. Um, and the biggest thing is he has two weeks. He has two weeks to, you know, get it together. And, and you know, in all honesty, do I think that he's going to play regardless or irregardless? Irregardless. Yes, I do. I do, too. I think he's going to play either way. But you're not saying anything negative about the Patriots. No, I'm not. Adherence to con the NFL standards of concussion protocol. Right. You're no. absolutely not saying that. I just nope. want to clarify that. No. We believe the Patriots do everything you know, by the book, by the book to the letter, to the right. punctuation mark. Right. right. So um, Gronk's done. Um, the point of Gronk is done. Gronk is not done. Let me tell you. Um, all right. Let's move on really quickly to Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia. So um, I've written a lot about this. Um, I wrote an article, Change of Season. This McDaniels. was like your first article. It right? was one For of my first articles. The yeah. Dirty water team. I think it was uh, I think it was my third article. Um, maybe second. But basically, I talked about the rumors and speculation of uh, where Josh and Maddie P could be going and what our sideline will kind of look like. So I wrote this actually right after Matt Nagy got the job, got the new head coaching job. So Matt Nagy. Nagy, Nagy. Nagy. I don't know. I say Nagy the in Chiefs my head. Chiefs guy who's now in the Bears. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Bears head coach Matt right. Nagy. And that was really the first announcement. So things haven't really changed since then. There's been a couple announcements, but there's still the major head coaching jobs that McDaniels and Patricia are be looking into. Obviously, McDaniels um, looking at Indy, um, or Indy is looking at him, and Maddie P is looking at the Lions head coaching gig. Well, but it sounds like they're looking at each other because they're definitely looking at each other. All of the major networks, ESPN and you know NFL Network, and they're all basically confirming that this is happening. Or or I don't know in so many words, right. but they're basically, they're saying, you know, I mean, even in the, uh, in, in last night, in the Monday night, uh, opening Super Bowl media night, mm. they were talking to, you know, Matt Patricia of, sitting in the oh, seats with his leather jacket, he's sitting in the seats, just like a regular old guy in his leather jacket, but basically saying, 
all right, so you're going to be a head coach next year. Um, are you excited for that? And, and you know, Matty P did the nice Patriots way deflection and not just focusing on the next right, game, focusing on the Super Bowl. We got a lot of focus on. But uh, I thought it was pretty interesting in, in how they just ask straight out like this is a confirmed 100 percent, you know, and, and that may be true because, you know, you don't really necessarily take job interviews unless you're looking or unless people reach out to you and the price is right. Right. And for, you know, Josh McDaniels and, and Maddie P, it sounds like they could land in these places respectively. Right. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Let's kind of go through what we know, because as you just eloquently said, there's a lot of speculation. We don't know. And um, let's just take a look at the possibilities and what we do know right now. So, um, you know, general manager of the Colts, Chris Ballard, uh, at that point, he, he had met with McDaniels now twice. Um, and he's a front runner for their head coaching position. Now, in these star f- offensive players, um, you got T.Y. and, and the like, um, it, they have plenty of potential for McDaniels to work with. And in addition, you know, Ballard has also considered, you know, s- there's speculation rather that he's considered Mike Vrabel and Chris Richards for the job. Um, both season defensive coordinators from the Texans and Seahawks, respectively. Well, obviously, Vrabel's out now. He obviously, I was the, just going to say. Job, yep. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Um, there was an. Um, remind me to bring up later the interesting point that Zolek made about how he's constantly talking. Vrabel's always talking with um, Bill and Tom post game. Remind me to bring that up later. Um, and, you know, McDaniels has also reportedly met with the Giants and the Bears. Obviously, the Bears is out. The recent acquisition of KC offensive coordinator Matt Nagy as head coach. But I think it's safe to say that um, there there could be, out of left field, there's an unpopular opinion that McDaniels would be great um, with the New York football Giants. You know, we know that McDaniels has an amazing record of grooming quarterbacks. That's right. Now – you know, I don't know if that's going to necessarily happen I don't because either. I think it would be more likely he goes to Indy. One of the given the Andrew why. Luck's health, Andrew Luck, but I don't know. I think it could just be either way. Whether Andrew Luck's going to be ready to go or not, Jacoby Brissett's there. Right. You know, the Patriots' third-string quarterback who he had an okay season this, right. this year, um, and then Josh maybe going in there and and having a familiar face with Brissett. Um, behind the center you know that that might be a a good maybe a comf- comfortability factor there right um right. comfortability comfortability whatever you know he definitely does have a proven record with developing quarterbacks i mean think of matt castle when he stepped in for brady back in 08 he ended up having a i think it was an 11 and 5 11 to 5 season yep 11 to 5 season uh not to mention, don't get me started on garoppolo let's yeah. let's you know we know brady's amazing but if you take a look at these guys like Castle, Garoppolo, even Brissett, um, people that McDaniels have, we, we know for sure have coached, these guys are doing really well. Right. And potentially, as, we, as rumors circulate more and more about Eli Manning, Eli Manning's departure on the near horizon, um, you know, the Giants may need somebody with the ability to groom a quarterback as efficiently as McDaniels has proven to be. Right. So and I, I think for Maddie P on the other side. On the other side, yeah. I think Maddie P it's it's just it's it's an opportunity where Matt Stafford's a pretty good quarterback. Uh they have a pretty good offense with some weapons like Golden Tate. Absolutely. Um and then 
you know, you look at that defense, that defense is strong, solid, it's strong, but there's a lot to work with there. And so I think yeah, that's Matty P's, you know, quote unquote quarterback that he's grooming. It's really that defense. Right. He'll, that he's, he'll be up there with the drones. Yeah. He'll be up there with his drones flying around, getting different angles of what he's seeing. Scribbling um, into his little notebook. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think uh, are these probably going to happen? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's not for sure. I don't uh, want it to be. Right. We don't want this to happen. It's it's sad when you see some really good <gasps> coordinators go. Um, yeah, especially Matt Patricia. Right. He's a, you know, for years, Patriots Nation has kind of believed that he's, you know, the next but in the ruling order. I also see a little side of him that I think he wants to get loose. I think he wants to. But he's an emotional guy. He's emotionally oh, attached sure. to Bill. For sure. But. You know, even in his interview last night at, at the Super Bowl uh, press conferences, he's tight-lipped. He, but I think he's—you can see behind him, you know, behind his responses—that he wants to like let loose and just tell you everything. He wants to just be able to answer the questions however he wants mm. to and be free. And and so, you know, if he goes to a program like Detroit, it's totally up to him how he wants to act, what he wants to say, what he doesn't want to say. You know, is there a good chance that? Um, He's going to bring a lot of those Belichickian ways with him. Yeah. Probably. And that's scary. Right. Right. But, you know, he might be talking more. He might be acting a little, you know, differently than how he does now because of of the Belichick regime and how how they are basically made, you know, to act and how they they have to speak in front of the press and all that. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think it will probably be McDaniels at Indy and – you know, Maddie P over in Detroit and then yeah. New York is kind of up for grabs. I don't know. Right. And I, I think, you know, you made a good point in wrapping that up. You know, bottom line with this whole McDaniels, Maddie P thing, as far as Maddie P goes, Detroit has a plethora of talent, and that's for sure. And Patricia, being a former engineer, is more than qualified to ugh, re-engineer the Lions into a dominant team. And by the way, Lions GM Bob Quinn was a uh, former executive um, for the Pats. So we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna actually cut in here and say that we made a mistake. The first podcast, first mistake. Okay. Uh, the Giants have already hired a coach. Oh, they have. Yeah, it's Pat Shermer, who is uh, he's the new uh, New York Football Giants head coach. Um, he was the former Vikings offensive oh, of coordinator. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, I think you know, I saw this earlier I today. I did too. It, it was in, the, it was in like the back was, of my head. Like it was still, you know, an option. So that makes it much easier then. I, I think then, you know, we wrap it up and say that that our, our two coordinators will probably go to, um, you know, Indy and, and Detroit respectively. Right. And I, I definitely did see that today. But, you know, with sports, who can keep up who with can it keep all? up with it? But specifically, I've been so interested in, um, you know, media day and what's been going on. Right. especially with the Pats and all that stuff. I'm, I'm just waiting to hear something on Gronk, even though we won't. I'm trying to read in between the lines. I'm trying to figure out their well, mind games. Like we said before, there's so much going on. Right, so much going on. In the in-between weeks that we don't have any time to, to focus on anything else. And no one's really talking about anything else other than, you know, the Patriots and, and all the, the stuff they have going on. Uh, whatever, we stand united. Am I right? That's right, we stand united. We stand united. Um, all right, shall we move on to the main event? That's right. The top five Patriots of our generations. 
Uh, yeah, of our recent generation. Times. I was going to say of all time, but of recent times. I guess it's Patriots of, yeah, top five Patriots of all time. Plus an honorable mention. Times. Yep, and we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, so we'll start off with number five. Number five. You want to go first? Sure. I'll start off with number five. We got Troy Brown, lovely guy, wide receiver, 93 to 2007. You were actually born in 93, I weren't you? I was born in 93. Right. I was, uh, I was a year, a year after, but 93, a year of Troy Brown. Um, he was wicked fast. He was very fast, and he caught the ball really well. Yeah, and there's a solid analyst career on CSN, the local Comcast Sports Network. Yep. And we're basically, we're all pulling for you, Troy. He's got great initials, too. Yeah, TB. TB80. TB80. Let's get that trend in. He deserves it. All right, coming in at number four is Teddy with one D. Teddy Bruschke. Bruschke. Teddy Bruschetta. Bruschetta, yeah. Teddy Bruschetta. Linebacker, 96, 2008. Yeah, he put his blood, sweat, and tears down on that field. And he came back every time stronger. He won about 350 Super Bowls. Yeah. And, you know, not to mention, that guy cries every time Robert Kraft speaks a word. Yeah, Robert Kraft says hi to him and he's bawling his eyes out. Right. You know, I think that's. Just a little sidebar. I think that's what Robert Kraft tries to do. Yep. Oh, we, we saw we last night. Yeah. It was uh, Willie McGinnis. <laughs> Who's a great um, guy. Great analyst, great guy. too. Huge. He's jacked. He's massive. And this, yeah. you know, he's sitting next to Robert, little Robert Kraft, RKK, mm-hmm. as they call him now. <laughs> and, you know, Kraft is like Give not me. answering this question that, that the other guy's asking him. And just deflecting everything to how much he loves Willie, how much he loves Willie McGinnis, and the the things he did for this organization and got he was us there. started. He started us up. He was there with those three Super Bowls. And Willie McGinnis should yeah. be on this list. He should he absolutely. Should as well. but, but we're giving him. A, we're talking about him now. Right. Um, we're also pulling for Teddy Bruschi's post football career on ESPN. Oh, he's um, killing it. He he's always favors great, the Pats. He has a great right. He he will be a team player forever. A- amen. Um, all right, give us number three. Number three uh, is another analyst on uh, in the sports world. He's NBC Sports. Uh, Rodney Harrison, safety. Um, what was it? 2003? Three. 2003, 2003 to 2008. Which is kind of funny because it feel like it was longer. I feel like it was like he was there for a while. But that but was the era that we remember the most. Yeah. So was, you think it's longer. Right. It right. was an important time because we won, uh, we won two out of those three first Super Bowls, and then we went to another one on yep. the back end of that. Um, you know, we don't want to talk about the play. You know, the David We don't want to Tyree, talk about that. Let's continue. Catch. Let's move we on. We don't want to talk about that because everything on. else in his career was amazing. He was really hard-hitting guy. Uh, went, you know, 100, 100 miles an hour at practice. and uh, Quite literally, I believe, 100 miles an hour. I think hour he, was, final he was timed in, yeah. Timed in at 100. And, and, you know, he was one of those guys that would actually piss off Brady at practice because he was – that hard to, to practice against. He hit as hard as practice. Yeah, as, as he, he did, did on in the, the game. Field. And I'm yeah, gonna take right. number two because this guy holds a very very special place in my heart. Nose tackle Vince Wilfork. Right. One of the best players, defensive play. I would say he's the best defensive player on the planet, in any sport, across any sport. And he's not just a great player. I mean, technically, uh, he's a. Uh, 2004 to 2014 but he technically retired as a patriot and he did that whole thing um you know where you come back and you sign for a day whatever I don't, i'm not sure how that works yeah it's something weird something like that. weird but anyway one of my favorite vince wilfork stories happened pretty recently he witnessed an accident coming home from his afc championship 
in uh, 2015, and there was a woman, she was trapped in her car, and this dude comes out, he, pull, you know, he pulls to the side of the road and takes this woman out of her car with one hand. He's a big dude. He pulled this woman out of her car with one hand. He's a hero. And uh, we basically, we thank Vince Wilfork for his dutiful service yeah, we thank him for on this service. planet. Thank you. Yeah, I think he, uh, he said on that event, he said, you know, I wanted to help anybody would do it. And, you know, basically, bottom line, Vince Wilfork, you're a true patriot, a true patriot, Uncle Vinny, as we call him out yeah. here. Um, speaking of uh, Vinny, uh, remember that Mona Lisa Vito reference that Belichick made in reference to yeah. Deflategate? That right. was great. That was just a quick sidebar. That was a great reference. And number one, we'll number say one. this together, it's Tom obvious. Brady. Tom Brady. Because he's a goddamn cyborg. Yep, that's right. We don't need to say much about him because we already know he's the greatest, uh, you know. Yeah, started playing around 2000. He'll finish around approximately 2065. Yeah, probably about there. Uh, probably about there. And finally, wrap this up with our honorable mention. Mm, that's right. A lot of people forget about this guy, but... Uh, A lot of people don't here in New England. Adam Lucius. Vinatieri. Vinatieri. What was the middle name you said? Lucius. Lucius. Yeah. And that's not his middle name, but... Uh, it, could, it could be Adam... Adam, Mike. probably Michael. Probably yeah, Michael. we both said that. Probably, probably Michael. Easy. Anyway, he's an honorable Italian. mention, not because he he doesn't make it onto the list, but because he's almost too important to be in the regular list. We need to right. separate him. Right. So he played for us from '96 to 2005. He's still a player at the age of 73 years old. Yep, he's Adam's old. There. He's old. Right. He's an old guy. And you know, he he might have his own method one day. You know, what is it? A A V four method <laughs> the AV4 method it could be but you know he, he's, he's definitely the best kicker of all time yep and he helped us win those super bowls so mm. that's great and you know i would call it the kick heard round the world that's right that's what we refer to it in Boston, or that's what i refer to it as brought all of new england together because we were bad for a long time this kick changed the game yeah we uh, were bad and i, I believe in 2003 um i believe you told me the statistic back when i was we were writing this article oh yeah it was like 65% of New Englanders who had uh, a child a child was that they, was born in 2003 um, yeah basically kids that were born in 2003 right uh, in New England they had a 65% chance of being named Adam boy or girl boy or girl um, yeah so he's got a divine leg and um, pretty sure there's gonna be a statue resurrected in his mm. likeness in the common right and there'll probably be a party after uh, at CBS scene, um, you know, hosted by Bob Kraft. Um, and then afterwards, I would assume there would probably be a uh, an after party. After at Marty the party, w there's an after party. Yeah, there'll probably be an after party at Marty Walsh's house in Dorchester at his, at his personal, his, his residence. I heard there's going to be an open bar. There probably will be. Uh, I think all of Boston is going to be invited as well. Yeah, open so check invite. your emails. Check, um, check if your you Facebook. don't have email or you don't have Facebook, just... They'll probably just put a, you know, a piece of paper and tape it to your door. It'll probably be Adam Vinatieri's 75th birthday. Mark yep. Wahlberg will be the MC. Yep. Dropkick Murphys are going to be there. Oh, they'll definitely be playing. And we'll be there, too. We'll stay up all night. We'll be there. Very good. All right. Now, you know, we only have 10 minutes left in this podcast, but let's wrap things up with uh, our little our little segment here called the two-cent conversion. That's right. Two and I'm going to give you my cent really quick. It's um, people are speculating what James White, James White's role is going to be in the Super Bowl. You know, he is always that guy that to count on in high pressure situations. We know this. 
know these truths to be self-evident. You know, we are a second half team. We know this. Um, you know, but, but, but my question is not what James White is going to do. We already know. We have a good idea of what James White is going to do. My question is, who is going to be the Malcolm Butler of this game? Who's going to make that big play? Who's going to come out of the woodwork as a hidden weapon and make a big play? The Patriots keep their cards close, and they always right. have an ace in their back pocket. And want, you know that ace can put their foot on the gas, and they never let up. And, um, yeah, I think that is going to be huge for us. But um, at the same time, you know, it, the stars have to align in just the right way for that, you know, ace in the back pocket to make a big play. I mean, Butler wasn't even supposed to be on that field in 2014. I mean, right. 2015, rather. You know, in um, XLIX, as we call it, Super Bowl XLIX, you know. X-Licks. Right, X-Licks. It was him and Browner that made that big play and practice. He didn't have a great awareness of the play. The Malcolm Butler interception is what we're talking about. I'm sure you figured that out. Um, but, yeah, the Stars had to align on the right way. They had to – Bill Belichick had to prepare – extra goal line packages that they didn't already have, which they ended up needing. Um, it's, you know, it's a combination of preparedness and true vision that allowed for right. Malcolm anticipating. Butler. Anticipating, right. So that's my question. I'm, I'm going to be looking for the next Malcolm, if you will. Not that Malcolm's done, but kind of that new device that the right. Patriots are going to unleash when they need it most. My two cents, uh, it's basically the concept of, of the Eagles and this underdog attitude that they have. And how that is kind of dangerous, and it's scary. Um, yeah, I know you're upset because it's not a very positive thing to talk about. But you know, we need to talk about it. No, we don't. We need to talk no, about. No, we this. don't. The Patriots Blah. are the favorites. They are the best team ever. Mm. We know this. But no. <clears throat> but listen. Okay. The Eagles coming in as a hot team right now, under the radar, underdogs. That's dangerous. Their quarterback, he looks like a nerd in the back of the, you know, English classroom, you know, reading extra books. He's he's literally finished the book that is due for the book report and he's he's basically he's reading another book for fun. What's that about? That was me. Well, sorry Nick Foles. Here's what I want to say. No, to I'm not done with my two okay. cents. Okay. You finish your I'm two cents and then I'll come. You finish cents. your two cents. Get get it over with. Anyways, so this mentality of them being the underdogs, having nothing to lose, you know. What are you, dangerous. the Eagles hype man all of a not, sudden? I am not. I'm playing dead, Jesus devil's Christ. advocate. We don't need this. We don't need any advocate. We're in Austin. There's no devil here. Listen, we're in Austin. Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> That's a great quote from the movie Road Trip. Continue. So I, I think that even with this Tom Brady documentary, and it's amazing, and I love it. I, mm. I can't wait for more episodes to come. But I think it is a little dangerous where it's, we are so hyped up, we got to win this game. That's it. I mean, we have to win. We're going to win. We have to win. This is, And the Eagles are just, well, we're here too. You know, we've been having a hell of a season. And uh, Nick Foles is all about Jesus Christ. Not, Nick, nothing wrong with that. No, Nick Foles, he's stepped into uh, the quarterback role and, and has done very well. Um, that defense is scary, and they're all right. mean. So I'm, all I'm saying is, Patriots fans, do not take this for granted. Do not go into your morning talk shows. Do not call into your morning talk shows. Don't even go to the water cooler and say, 
we got this. This is this is a walk in the park. We got this. Patriots best ever. I, I love the Patriots. That. I'm picking the Patriots. You got to stay with your team. I agree. I'm just saying. There's no need to get cocky. That's exactly in the, 11th the hour. issue. And I that's get the it. issue. And there's tons of people out there who think that way. And there's tons of people in the Boston media who think that way. If you listen to any of your sports shows, you know, they think that. They're like, oh, the Patriots are going to win. And it's going to be, you know, you know, the next Super Bowl. For, uh, first of all, that's unlucky. I don't like that jinx and stuff. I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't mess around with that. You know what I mean? You know, that what, what you can do for your team is visualize. Visualize the red and blue confetti. Positivity. You can visualize the look in the eye when Goodell hands Brady the trophy, hopefully. Right. You can visualize the fingerprints on the Lombardi as they scream, it's heavy at the top, Matty P, it's heavy at the right. top. You can do those things. Use your powers of visualization and send those positive thoughts deep into the universe you can do that but don't get cocky don't get cocky i please. agree with your point but at the same time let's not get negative i i forget what what um sports media host in boston said how many times can a team get so lucky how many times yeah. um but we have oh, it's a blessing every day but as bill belichick said and tom brady quoted in um episode one or two i forget of tom Bur- it was episode one of tom burst time the teams that work the team that works the hardest is the team that wins and i believe we work the hardest I mean, you got Alex Guerrero like moving his leg, like he's, you know, his, right, you know, his, yeah, I don't know, but it's weird. It's weird. There's a, no, that's for sure. That's a weird scene in the documentary. Weird, that's for another. That's for the next. Yeah, we're gonna episode. save that for the next one. But do yourselves a favor. Take it's a look. His leg. Take a look at that little jiggle. Yeah. There's something that's going weird. on. Anyway, um, thank you for staying with us and hanging yeah. out. This is our first podcast, so we're just kind of greasing the wheels, feeling yeah. it out. Thank you for bearing with us. We appreciate the listens. and uh, That's all the time we have for today on the Offsides Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Casey Grace Murtaugh. And I'm Matt Melia. And remember, when it comes to the Pats, don't go talking offsides. We'll see you next week. All right. See you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>